0: Good morning everyone. Whew, they had me loud this morning. Turn around, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor good morning. So this morning is super super exciting. We've got a, a baptism a few baptisms this morning. We're going to be uh, baptizing Bill Jones, Brittany Falls, and Renee Daniels. So that is always uh, cool to see and cool to, to have on a, a Sunday morning. Also, if you're looking for some shirts, we've got them in. We don't have all of the, um, the uh, lightweight cotton ones in yet, so we're, we're working on that. But we do have the heavyweight cottons, which is perfect for winter. They're $15 each. Also, we have some pre-orders for the winter sweatshirts, the, the hoodies, the sweatshirts, and the, uh, the zip-up hoodies. If you would like uh, some of those, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. We'll pre-order those this time around. All of the proceeds for the shirt sales do go to the roofing fund, so keep that in mind. And if you would just like to donate to the roofing fund, we have some envelopes back there. You can just put your donations in and drop those in the Tide box as well. Uh, We will have a deacon ordination service next Sunday. We're excited about that as well. We would love to uh, welcome you and come celebrate our new deacons. We'll have Blake Gray, Doug Howington, Craig Ivy and Derek Mercer, so again, if you see those uh, individuals on the way out, uh, just thank them for their service and thank them for what they do uh, for here at New Horizon. Fall Festival, that's coming around the corner. That's this Saturday, so hopefully you guys are excited about that. Come join our trunk or treat, hay rides. Uh, we're going to have drinks and popcorn, lots of fun. Uh, if you'd like to donate candy, I got, I got the trash can ready. I got Oscar, uh, Cookie Monster ready, and then I forgot to bring him this morning. So that's my bust. But you can bring donations in, set them in in the foyer here. We would be glad to take them. Uh, And also, don't forget the uh, Samaritan's Purse, the Operation uh, Christmas Child. You've got shoeboxes back there. Uh, There are some envelopes and some stickers. Don't forget to pick those stickers up and put those on the box so that we know where they go. If you've been keeping up with the reading plan, I know I say that every week. It's getting, we're getting there. We're in chapter 15. we got uh, one more chapter to go. We're finishing out Romans. It's been been a very good ride. So uh, this week, or next week, we'll be reading chapter 15, 16 through 33. This week, our reading came from chapter 15, verses 1 through 15. It says, We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right, build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As scriptures say, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given the glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that Christ. God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, for this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing your praises to your name. And in another place it is written, rejoice with his his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, Praise Him, all you people of the earth. And in another place, Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and He will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on Him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness, you know these things so well. You can teach each other all about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. For by God's grace, really, really awesome. A uh, few verses there. Uh, we do have some prayer requests this week, uh, as always. Our missionary focus, our mission focus this week is our student ministry. I've reached out to some of the students. Uh, Mental health is one of the things that they are struggling with, so we do want to lift that up this morning. Uh, Just also some truth, you know, a lot of our students are dealing with truth um, as they get older and continue to uh, move into the world. Also, our missionary focus this week is Tom and Tanya Overton, and our church planter this week is David Martin. Continue to pray for a permanent location for them and for uh, volunteers to help with the student ministry there and throughout the church. So let's just take a few minutes and lift these ministries up in prayer. God, this morning we, again, are so thankful that you allow us to be here, God. We're thankful for the ones that are watching us online this morning, God. God, we just give you all the praise and glory for that. God, this morning we want to lift up our student ministry. Uh, We have a lot of students this morning that uh, that are struggling with mental health, God. We just pray that you will reach out to them, God, in a way that... Um, is special to them god that you reveal yourself to them encourage them and strengthen them god and continue to use uh, the leaders, God, the volunteers, uh, put people in their paths, God, that can uh, witness to them, God, that can minister to them, that can love them, God, and continue to uh, strengthen and build them up, God. God, we continue to pray that your truth is spoken, God, that you will continue to reveal that to our students, continue to reveal it uh, to the leaders, God, and help us to, uh, to minister and to, to teach them, God, in a way that honors and glorifies you. God, we just thank you for what you're doing with the student ministry we thank you for the volunteers just continue to uh, bless them god and continue to allow us to do uh, your will god god this morning we also want to pray for tom and tanya we want to pray uh, god as well for david martin yeah we just pr- we pray god for continued financial support god as they perform these ministries as they do your work god we just pray that you will uh, have a more permanent location for uh, David and and his congregation, God. We just pray that you will uh, raise up leaders within that church as they're trying to uh, figure some things out, continue to lead them, God, in a way that you would have them go. God, continue to use Tom and Tanya. Uh, Give them protection, God, and just continue to bless them and use them, God, so that they might be able to share the gospel, God, and just continue to show your love and your grace, God. We ask all of this in your son's name. Amen. This morning we also uh, have some local uh, community to pray for. Our local school this week is our homeschool, so we want to definitely lift up our homeschool this morning. Uh, our church this week is uh, New Hope Church, and our local business is Cross Smith Funeral Home. So let's just take a few minutes this morning and lift up our community in prayer. this morning. We also want to lift up our homeschooled. God, we just pray that you will continue to grow them, God, that you will uh, be with the parents or the guardians, God, that uh, give them the lessons and teach them, God. And we just pray that you will uh, encourage and just give them wisdom, God. God, allow them to be able to complete their studies. God, we just thank you, uh, God, for uh, Cross Smith Funeral Home. We thank you for these businesses in our local community. We pray, God, this morning that you will continue to bless them, continue to use them, God, to glorify and to honor you. Uh, God, we also pray for New Hope Church this morning. We pray for uh, their service this morning. We pray that you'll speak through the pastor, God, and just, uh, just reveal yourself to, to uh, their family, God, and just continue to uh, serve you, God, and to do your will. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our local community. God, we give you all the praise and all the honor. God, it is in your son's name this morning that we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Joining with us as well. I get it now. They can hear me. Um, those of you that are online, thank you for sharing. But those of you here, glad that you're here. Remember, our mission is to bring glory to God by loving Him the most, by loving others as Jesus loved us, by making disciples of all nations. Our vision is to have a clear pathway that we're growing in those areas, that we're growing in our area of loving God the most, that we're growing in our area to, um, to to love others as Jesus loved us, and we're growing in our area that we're uh, helping, that we're a part participating in what God's doing in people's lives. Um, And we believe that that pathway includes us living in community. It starts here in this worship service, but doesn't end here. It also includes a small group. It also includes a discipleship group. Just any way that we can come together, that we can come to know each other. We were in our small group uh, this past Monday night. And and someone said, I didn't really want to be here. I didn't really want to come to this, but my wife wanted me to come. So I'm here, but I'm glad that I come and I enjoyed. And one other person said... I don't know how we know each other if we don't do stuff like this. I don't know how we don't come to know each other if all we do is sit in worship. It really is true. It's when you serve together. It's when you study together. It's when you pray together. It's when you work through these things together that we come to know each other. So let's take this time, as we're thinking about community, let's pray about those that are sick Right now, those that are struggling, Uh, Stanley uh, Barker is back in the hospital, had some blood clots in his legs, some swelling there. Want to remember him. Uh, uh, Donna Claire and Pat are here, but Doug passed away this past week. We just want to continue to remember this family as they work through this and as God give them wisdom for every step. Uh, We want to continue to pray for Josh's brother, Dylan. Um, maybe trying some different treatment But just continue to pray for him uh, The Pig family just continues to struggle With sickness of different kinds And then Carol and Virgie Their sister uh, passed away Roberta also um, So we've got just some some heart some, some loss Some sickness Some things going on So let's take time and pray for them Father we Father when our family hurts We hurt Father, when our family rejoices, we rejoice. But this morning we got some of our family that is hurting. Father, some that's back in the hospital, didn't intend to be there. Some that the path of sickness is getting greater than they planned on or expected. Father, for some that lost a loved one quicker than anyone would have imagined. For those, Father who just is battling this this sickness they can't get through it. Father, you know all these needs and you're the God of comfort, the God of encouragement, the God that heals. You're a God, Father that works in our lives. And Father, we ask you to work in Stanley and Gail's life. We ask you, Father, in Doug Uh, In Donna Claire and Pat and Peter's life. For Dylan and his wife and daughter. For the pig family. and For Carol and Virgie. Oh, that you just continue to encourage and do a work, Father, that brings them closer to you. And trust in you. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Title of today's message is this pathway to bring glory to God, the pathway that brings glory to God, you might say, pathway to that. We talk about it every week, right, our mission statements to bring glory to God because I believe that ultimately that is all of our goal as individuals, as a church, and as what we do is to bring glory to God above everything else that's what I, whether we eat I think it's in in first Corinthians 11 30 31 something' or around there you can look that up and tell me how dumb I am but um, somewhere around there he said whatever you do whether you eat or whether you drink whether it all be done for what the glory of God and, and, and what does that mean is that it means that he's highly exalted that he's supreme that he's the greatest one of my pastor friends sends out a prayer to several of us pastors in the community and outside the community every week and his prayer for us was today was this I pray that today your congregation doesn't leave saying and praising the message or the music but that they leave praising a savior who's worthy of our praise may he be praised And not anything that's done here. Wow. I thought it was an awesome prayer for us. And I hope that it's true. Look with me at Romans 15. Romans 15. We're going to begin looking at verses 1 through 3. And I'm up here without my glasses. So everybody, bear with me. If I read a wrong word wrong, it'll be all right. Ah, you're a good man. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I hope they're the right kind. Oh, I can do that. Thank you. (laughs) I tell you, Paul Cordell is the reason for this. Several years ago, Paul said to me, I can't believe you ain't wearing glasses yet. You just wait. You will. Thanks, Paul. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Look at verse verse 1 in chapter 15. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. And not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good. To build him up. For Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell. On me. As we think back to chapter 14, do you remember what we've seen there? Let me remind you that because of the gospel, there's freedom. There was freedom for them to eat the meat. You remember that as we looked at that in chapter 14? Because remember, the meat was offered to idols, and then because the idol didn't eat it, it was sold at a discounted price. Some felt like they could eat it, some did not. So, but remember, because of the gospel, Paul was clear there's freedom to eat the meat. But some did not have that freedom because their conscience would not allow them to. So Paul taught us to not allow our goodness, our freedom to eat meat was the goodness. Whatever we have freedom in because of the gospel is our goodness. But what he taught us was, don't let our goodness be evil spoken of. Don't don't let it be evil spoken of, which means what? Which means this. If... if if Josh, I'll just use him because he's there. Right, let me just use Chad. I used Josh last week. Chad's right here in the front, easy, easy pickings. So so if Chad is here and, and Chad has and Chad doesn't have freedom to eat meat, but I do. And I eat meat in a way and I pressure Josh Chad and it causes Chad to fail or to stumble then my good, which is my what? My freedom to eat meat. My good has now what? Become evil spoken of. Okay? So, so he's taking us back to 14. Don't let your evil be spoken of. So if we talked about how those who could not, so think about this now. But, but in 14, we also talked about how those could not, for conscience sake, They lived sacrificial lives. They couldn't eat meat, so they lived sacrificial lives. In chapter 15, what he's calling us to do is to live in freedom to sacrifice, for us to sacrifice our freedom for others. For us to set aside our freedom so that others can be built up. And then Paul plays the Jesus card. Don't you like it when the Jesus card gets played? We like it when we get to play it on others, but we don't like it when it gets played on us. Right? But Paul plays the Jesus card, and what does he say? He said, for Christ did not please himself. Do you, know, you understand what he's saying right here? He's saying to us, listen, you have freedom and it's good. But your freedom and good, if it's causing others to stumble or to be a problem... That's not okay. If it's not building on somebody else up, that's not okay. Don't go down that road. Okay? But but then he says, because but you say, but man, I want to please myself. I want to do what I want. I have the freedom. I don't want to let somebody else and how their conscience is leading them to cause me how to live. Right? How many sitting in here would say? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's kind of me. But then Paul says, well, Jesus didn't please himself either. Which means, well, Jesus didn't come just to do whatever pleased people either. Jesus didn't come to please himself. Jesus didn't come to do what he wanted to do. He didn't come to live in the freedoms that he wanted to live in. Come, they may serve others. Let's look at a couple of passages that share this. I'm going to have them on the board. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Watch this. Do you see this? But in humility count others more significant. That, that means what? That means that Jesus is saying, let, let's prefer others before ourselves. Okay? Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of ourselves. We're, we're not allowed, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think God is moving me away from that. But pastors have the worst. Especially when they're first starting out. They think they're bulldozers. And they just move dirt. And they don't care what the dirt covers up. And they don't care how it affects everything around them. They just move in dirt. We're not bulldozers. He said we've got to consider... How, what's the dirt going to cover up? How's the dirt going to change the landscape? How's that going to affect people? We're not allowed just to bulldoze for our own desires. And what we think is right. So let, the, let you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. How's it going to affect them? Have this mind among yourselves, which is, your, which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So he's saying, you just stay with me in the message. So he's saying, guys, he's building this case that we got to prefer other people. We gotta think about how things affects other people. We're not bulldozers just pushing dirt around. I'm I'm not for sure, I'm not for sure that the construction company that has bulldozed our roads down have thought much about how it affects those of us that live here and drive here. I'm not for sure they've given much thought to that, right? They, they don't have to because they're not followers of Christ. Well, they probably are followers of Christ. So that ain't fair. <laughs> they very well could be. But, but their work says that they don't have to, right? Now, look at another story about Jesus and Mark. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? Boy, I love this. And they said to him, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. Give us the good positions. Go ahead and just settle it right now. We're the top dogs. We know Peter can't keep his mouth shut and the other guys are complacent. And we know that. We know we're at the top up here. Go ahead and settle it and let them all know. And Jesus said to them, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Boy, if you don't realize what that is, that that cup that he's talking about right there, it's not the cup of the juice that we're going to drink in just a little while. It's the cup of the wrath of God that's going to be poured out. Or to be baptized with a baptism which I'm going to be baptized... And they said to him, we're able. And Jesus said to him, the cup that I drink, you're going to drink. Boy, and they did, didn't they? And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. But to sit at my right hand or at my left hand, not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. Would you all be mad? They were mad. They were thinking, who do you all think you are? Why do you think you deserve this? What gives you the audacity to even ask Him? And listen to what Jesus finishes out here. Do I have two more verses? Oh, thank you. I was getting scared. And Jesus called them to Him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. But look at at verse 43. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Verses 44 and 45. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. So when we think about how we're treating each other. The, the deal is this. is He says, prefer them before you. Think about their interest and how it affects them. And then secondly, serve them. Serve them. Prefer and serve them. Sometimes the Jesus card isn't fun, is it? It's rough when it gets played. But may I remind us that what we've got to think about is how Jesus has done us. He preferred us, accepted us, and served us while we were still sinners and the enemy of Him. So he's saying to us, because I've done that to you, I'm asking you to do that for others. Now, I want us to move now to verse 7, not verse 4. I want us to move to verse 7, then we're going to come back to verse 4. Verse 7 says this, Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Here it is, it's a trend with Paul that we treat others as Jesus did, but the word welcome is the word accept. And shouldn't it be because Jesus commanded himself, love one another as I have loved you. As you think about how Christ has loved us and accepted us, while being the enemies and the sinners of God, as I've already said, would you, would you, I want you to press into me right here. Christ did not see us as a project. Christ did not see us as an agenda. Christ did not see us as a tool to accomplish His will. Christ seen us as a people made in His image, broken by sin and needing to be made whole. As you and I are accepting people, as you and I are preferring people, as you and I are serving people, those in and around us, they are not a project. They are not an agenda. They are not a tool to be used so that you can get further along in life. They are people who are broken just as you were broken and God is working in their heart and their life just as He's working in ours. Tim Keller. Imagine that. Another quote from Tim Keller. I ought to just let him come preach. Proof of... Of how much This is what Tim Keller said. Proof of how much we understand the gospel is how much we love others with their deficiencies and flaws. Boy, that is... Proof of how much we understand the gospel is how much we love others with their deficiencies and flaws. Oh, God. See, what verse 1 and verse 7 does is he sets up an atmosphere and an environment in the body of Christ and in our family's lives where people are preferred, where people are accepted, where people are served, where people are built up despite their differences, deficiencies, and flaws. The atmosphere becomes a garden. The atmosphere where, where you create that people are not judged, but they're accepted, they're welcomed, they're preference, they're served. It becomes a garden free of rocks and, and thorns and thistles and anything that hinders growth. And it becomes a, a fertile soil for people to be planted in and that they can grow. See? A place where the Spirit of God takes the Word of God and renews our mind, thus transforms us and conforms us to Christ. This brings us back to verse 4, where we understand what and how each of us are transformed and conformed to Christ. Remember, because of an atmosphere of acceptance and preference, the ground is plowed up. But this is what happens to us. What happens to us is at times as we see Chad's behavior and I think, I don't really like it. I want Chad to be different. So I think I'm going to talk to Chad about it. Chad, I don't like what you're doing. I think you need to be different, dude. I think you need to trim your beard up a little or something. It's a little shaggy, man. And so we we deal with people. See, we see people. And you all are laughing, but I'm telling you, we're laughing because it's true. We're always thinking about how somebody else ought to be different. And the reality is, is when you and I, student leaders, hear me. God's convicting my heart about this right now. When you and I are always pushing on students because we want them to be different, to think different, to be different, to do different. What we're really doing is pushing them away. What we're really doing, if I have that attitude with Chad, I don't really like Chad. I can do it because I love him deeply. I don't really like him. Pushes him away. But if I set my heart and my soul, my mind, I understand what Christ did for me and I understand the gospel, then I'm going to prefer Chad and I'm going to serve Chad and I'm going to accept Chad just as he is. What I do is I set up a, a garden for Chad to be planted in for the Spirit and the Word of God to do in Chad what I can never do. Listen, I don't know why you and I think think that we can change anybody else when you and I can't even change ourselves. If the Spirit and the Word of God doesn't change us, we don't get changed. But we want to change others when we need to be changed. So watch this verse 4. Watch verse 4 as we continue thinking about this atmosphere, this environment, this garden that we've plowed up, this garden that we've tilled, we've got all the rocks out. How, with what? With, with, with acceptance and, and preference and serving. Verse 4 says this For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. Wow. Can, can, can we hang on as he did he, what he just said? Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. You know what that means? That means what was written in this book was written for our instruction. And I think sometimes what we fail to realize is that the power that's in the Word of God when the Spirit of God takes it and applies it to our heart and we say, oh, I get it. Oh, I needed that. Oh, now it's changing who I am. Oh, it's it's taking me down the right road. Think about a couple of verses with me. Look at 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture, all Scripture is God-breathed out by God, is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Man, it all of it is for that. Look at Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, do you see that it's alive and what? Active. See, when we, we, when we create an environment where people are preferred and accepted and served, And then just sit back and let the Word of God and the Spirit of God do what only the Word of God and the Spirit of God can do. So much more happens than when you and I are trying. How many people have ever had this happen in your life? I got, when I was saved, man, I I was just so fired up. Man, I, I was 20 years old and I was just, man, I was just one of those obnoxious crazy people that everybody wanted to stay away from you know almost probably I guess it's been 30 years ago now 31 years ago man and all I could do is come to my family and tell them what they were doing wrong All I could do is come to my brothers and say, Man, you don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing that. Every time they see me, all I could do is tell them what they were wrong about. And the truth is, is 30 years later, I'm still trying to repair my relationship with my brothers. Because I pushed them so far away and I built such walls that, we, that they, they, don't want, they don't care what I know. They don't even care if I really care. They heard enough of me when I was younger. Now God has me trying to build back those relationships. Because I was trying to do what? I was trying to do what only the Spirit of God can do. And the fact is, I can't even do it in myself, right? Am I the only one that's had that experience? <laughs> I bet I'm not the only one that's had that experience, but, but there's a few others. And some of you may be in it right now. And if you're in it right now, man, back off and take this message to heart. Say, hang on. Hang on. What am I doing? Let's look further at verse 4. Not, not only is it for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Through the, through the endurance. And look, listen what I want you to see. At the end of verse 3, he quotes a psalm The reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. At the end of that verse, he quotes a psalm, and that psalm's about Jesus. So I want you to to think about this. The ideal here is this. Is that all of this book is about Jesus. Every bit of it points to Christ. And shouldn't it point to Christ? If we're, being, if we're being conformed to Christ, shouldn't the Word of God be Christ? And as we look into it, the Spirit of God is taking that and changing us to who He wants us to be. Not who someone else wants us to be. Now, let's continue. Verse 4. That through the endurance, the endurance... The endurance of the Word of God, the work, it's hard work, that through the encouragement, the promises, the commands that keeps us out of the ditches and in the road, that we might have what? That we might have hope. Listen, this hope, this hope is not a wish. This hope is a confident assurance, a three-strand cord that can't be broken. It's tied to us and tied to heaven. And God is keeping us and not letting go. It's a hope that's real. But look as we continue on. Look at verse 5. May the God of endurance. Remember what I said endurance was? It's hard work. So you know what God is doing? God is working hard. I'm not one of those preachers and I'm not going to do that. But literally the person inside of you or the person behind you, the person up front of you that sometimes you think, I wish that person was different. I wish they'd do different. I wish they'd act different. I wish they'd believe different. This is what we forget. God is working in them. God is working in all of us. God is working. He doesn't ever quit working. He's working in our spouse, in our kids. He's working in our parents and our grandparents. He's working in our neighbors and our bosses. He's working in the people around us. God is working. But many times, maybe what God's not doing is working on an area that you think needs to be worked on. Maybe your top ten of how somebody ought to be changed is not the same as God's top ten. Maybe God is saying, I'm doing a work. They don't have anything to do with what you're seeing. It has to do with what I see. In his heart and in his life. He's working and he's encouraging us with his word. Look at it. Now watch this, as we begin to continue this path, what comes from this? His Word, His Spirit, we've got this environment, you've got a place where people are accepted, where people are preferred, where people are served, and it doesn't matter whether it's in this room on Sunday morning, whether it's in your Sunday school room, whether it's in your small group room, whether it's in Wednesday night, whether it's in your family time, whether it's on your work time. It doesn't matter where it's at, but when you create an environment where people are accepted, where people are loved, where people are, are, are preferred and served, when you create that, then the Word of God begins to go to work, and He begins to bring about what? He brings about encouragement. He brings about hope in their life. He brings about, you see, listen, I want, just would you think about that? Sometimes I want Chad's behavior to be different, and God says what I want is His encouragement to be stronger what I want is his hope to be more real and when his encouragement stronger and his hopes will man then listen everything else will be whatever it is but I want to grow his hope I want to grow his encouragement I want to grow that in him as he's growing that in him watch this May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony. Would you notice this harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ? He he said, this unity, this harmony, this harmony that I desire in my family, this harmony that I desire in our church, the harmony that I desire among other churches in our county, the harmony that I desire in each of your lives, Would you notice that you and I don't create that, but God grants that? Did you see that? Grant you to live in such harmony with one another. As you and I set aside self and say, I'm going to prefer, I'm going to accept, and I'm going to serve. The work of God does a work in the spirit, man, in the word of God that brings about a unity and a harmony. He grants it to us. And then Psalm 133 said where there's harmony, God commands a blessing. God says it's got to be blessed. He commands it in accord with Christ Jesus. Now look at verse 6. Not only that, so the hope, encouragement, endurance, unity, that together, watch this, you may with one voice glorify God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we may with one voice, that we may, you see. Our worship team doesn't stand up here to perform. Our worship team stands up here to lead us in one voice. To one audience. And it's to Him in heaven. That we may glorify Him. Above everything else. Now watch, as I said The pathway to glorify God is where we're going. Look look at it. Together they may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, verse 7, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. We already looked at it, but why? For the what? The glory of God. Look at verse 8. For I tell you that Christ become a servant to the circumcised to show God's faithfulness. In order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. And in order that the Gentiles might what? Glorify God for His mercy as it is written. Guys. Guys. When we will prefer and accept and serve in spite of people's deficiencies, flaws, or differences, God will work in hearts and lives like you and I could never imagine. I want to tell you how special today is. Some of y'all might not even thought about this, and I already talked to Bill and I already talked to the girls. We're going to baptize after the second song this morning. You know who we're going to baptize today? We're going to baptize our county's general sessions judge with along with Brittany and Renee who struggle in addiction. All in the same day. You know why? Because the water is sane. It doesn't matter whether you're a judge, whether you're an injection. The ground at the cross is the same whether you judge or whatever. And and listen, can I tell you something? Bill don't like what I'm saying because Bill doesn't look at himself that way. But the fact of the matter is, is that everyone needs the gospel and the gospel is for everyone. It doesn't matter who it is. Let me give you some closing thoughts before we worship. Accepting and preferring one another as Jesus has creates an atmosphere for the Spirit of God to take the Word of God and transform our lives, giving each of us hope that cannot be lost, joy that is full, and peace that passes understanding. God grants our church harmony and our families harmony. As we seek Jesus, so that we may glorify Him with one voice, though we are from different walks of life. May He be honored. Worship team, will you come? Listen, and as we stand and as we worship together, this time is the longest invitation time you'll ever see by a Baptist church. All three songs is our response time. Boy, and if you need to come and pray for anything, you want to begin a relationship with Christ and you want to come and talk to me, you can. If you want to worship, whatever we do, may we in this time just to respond to what the Spirit and the Word has done. Let me, let me just step just one more closer here and share this. Do you know how many times I've stood at the back door of churches through the years? And people have come by and said, Boy, Chris, God spoke to me today and said this while you was preaching. And I was thinking, Boy, I didn't say that. Boy, you're right. I didn't say that. God did. And you know, when that happens is when it matters. So you respond to what the Spirit of God has spoken to you about this morning. Let's all stand, Roshan. Thank you, Tom. Thank you.
2: This is where I tell Every burden, every crown, this is my surrender. This is my surrender. I will make room for you, for you to do whatever you want. about that it's not about anything that we could have ever done but it's all about what Christ did for us it doesn't matter the label above the door in this church it doesn't matter if you were born uptown or downtown it doesn't matter it's all about what Christ did as a person that grew up in a legalistic church who said, yeah, Christ is the way, but you better act like that or He's going to turn from you. and it's not the gospel. So as we sing this bridge, I encourage all of us to allow the Lord to shake off any kind of legalism that has been squelching His want to change us and do an increase our faith God do it in us individually and do it at New Horizon today shake up the crown of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your way is better your way is better oh shake up the ground of all my break down the walls of all my religion, your way is better, yeah, your way is better, oh, shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion, your way I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, do whatever you want to, yes I will make room for you, for you, to do whatever you want to. (laughs) you. <laughs> Oh
1: before we baptize and you may be seated well, I thought about that song right there as they were singing I'm going to make room for you the question I have for us today is not only can we make, will we make room for Christ to do what he needs to in our lives but will we give God room to do what he needs to in others lives will we give them Ever since it's been dark, you know, the time is changing, the daylight hours is changing. Every morning I wake up in my bed, and right through my window is the Big Dipper. It's right there, the Big Dipper. Every morning this week, it's been the Big Dipper, just clear as day. And this morning I woke up in that Big Dipper, I thought, golly. I thought, Father, are you trying to tell me something? No, he just wants me to acknowledge how great he is. This is how great I am. Watch this. It's good. Those that are being baptized, will you come on? Brittany here, um, resident at the Bridges home. Her and Renee called a few weeks ago and wanted me to come down and talk and share it with them. And They want to be baptized, so we talked about their salvation and where that was and how they were believing. But I explained to them as I explained to you about baptism. Baptism doesn't save us. Baptism is like a wedding ring. Your wedding band doesn't mean that you're married. It just says a sign, a symbol that says you are. Baptism says that I am in a relationship with Jesus Christ and he's growing me, he's changing me, and I'm following him. See, it's not about what we're doing for him about what he's doing for us in obedience to to the command of our wonderful Lord and Savior I baptize Brittany on the profession of her faith in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit buried with Christ in baptism raised to walk in newness of life (laughs) that we have Bill Jones I love him so genuine so real so honest just doing the right things for people care that cares about people deeply and I'm blessed by that in obedience to the command of our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I baptize Bill Jones in the name of the Father the Son and and the Holy Spirit holds you to Host. Buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Everybody always thinks I'm going to give them an ice bath
2: <laughs> it's like a
1: jacuzzi up here just had some jets
2: <laughs>
1: so I had the conversation with Renee and Brittany at the same time and man just their walk with God and where they're going just giving them room and letting God do his work in their lives so grateful for them their hearts and their
2: desires
1: Father in obedience to the command of our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I baptize Renee in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. They can have an extra towel if you want to give them all an extra towel. All right. Guys, you have your communion. As we always take communion together. I I love it on days we baptize and then take communion too. Man, it don't get any better than that for me. So we do it in remembrance, what? Of His. Remembrance of Him proclaiming His victory. As we take communion together, as we sing this last song.
3: Oh, I have days I lose the fight, try my best, but just don't get it right. Where I talk a talk that I don't walk and miss the moments right before my eyes. somebody with a hurt that i could have helped somebody with a hand that i could have held when i just can't see past myself lord help me be a little more like mercy
2: a little more like grace
3: a little more like kindness goodness love and faith a little more like patience a little more like peace A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. Yeah, there's no denying I have changed. I've been saved from who I used to be. But even at my best, I must confess, I still need help to see the way you see. Somebody with a hurt that I could have helped, somebody with a hand that I could have held, when I just can't see past myself, Lord, help me be a little more like mercy,
2: a little more
3: like grace. A little more like kindness, goodness, love, and faith. A little more like patience, a little more like peace. A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. Oh, to feed the beggar on the street, love to be your hands and feet. Freely give what I receive, Lord, help me be. I want to put you first above all else. Love my neighbor as myself. In the moments no one sees, Lord, help me be. A little more like mercy. A little more like grace. A little more like kindness, goodness love and faith a little more like patience a little more like peace a little more like jesus a little less like me a little more i'm living everything i preach a little more like jesus
1: a little less like me Hey, I forgot, but Bill has already joined the church. Uh, if y'all remember that, we just put his baptismal, he wanted to put it off until after the election. But he'd already joined the church, he wanted to put it on the on the backside of the election. I, I don't know if he'd have lost, maybe he wouldn't be here, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, that's not true. But he's already there. But Renee and Brittany both, they want to belong here. They want to join. They come to the class earlier today, and they want to be a part of what's going on here. They want to join this family. So I need a motion to accept uh, Brittany and Renee. I I got, okay, I don't know who's writing it down, but Al got a first, and Sonny got a second. All in favor say amen. amen. All right. Hey, guys, if you want to get wet, you're a little hot, some of you have been fanning, come up and hug these guys. You'll cool off, all right? Guys, have a good day, and I love you. A
3: little more like mercy, a little more like grace, a little more like kindness, goodness, love, and faith. A little more like patience, a little more like peace, a little more like Jesus, oh, a little less like me. A little more I'm living everything I preach, a little more like Jesus, a little less like